0: Listening to the Apple Slice, an educational podcast about education. Welcome to the Apple Slice. I'm Sandy and I'm Melissa. Today we're doing one of our author episodes, and I'm really happy because we're doing a picture book author today. We are doing the famous Mark Brown. Woo-hoo! Mark Brown is probably most well known for being the creator of the Arthur the Aardvark book series and the PBS cartoon. And the cartoon. But the books came first. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with a little bit of his background. Okay.
1: So he was born in 1946, which means he's older
0: than my mom. He's a grandpa, like that age. I
1: know, but... Okay.
0: Just so, you were surprised by that. Yes. Mm-hmm. In
1: Erie, Pennsylvania... Um, it sounds like he had a kind of, like, normal upbringing to me. Yeah, totally. It sounds like um, his grandma, um, Grandma Thora, was a big part of
0: his life. And Grandma Thora is a character yes. in the Arthur books. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. Um, but it sounds like he had, like, a fairly well-adjusted life. He had three sisters. Three, right? I, yeah, yeah three. I think so.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you read some things about his grandma? That she was just, like, a wonderful crafter of stories. Okay, so I've got some things. Yeah, he definitely contributes her and his great-grandma. They both told really good stories. Uh-huh. But he also said that Grandma Thora saved his artwork in her bottom dresser drawer. I, But what I read did not say
1: dresser. It was, like, an old word
0: for... Yeah, bro. Or, yeah. <laughs> I can't say very well. And, and Mark said, I knew it must be special because she didn't I say didn't. very many things. Yeah. That was really nice. And Grandma Thora also started up, like, a, a money fund that helped him pay to go to college at the Cleveland Art Institute. I didn't know that he went there. Yeah, so I think illustration is definitely his, his forte. Yeah, 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 for
1: sure. Um, but yeah, he was in at the Cleveland Art Institute from 1964 to 1969, where he is a current board member. Uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so after he... Um, I, 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 I'm always torn to go to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And see like, "Oh, I didn't this time. but so um, he's married, and um, and he ha- he had a couple jobs early on, and he kept getting fired from all those jobs, which I did not know.
0: Yeah, he had several different jobs before he started writing. I have down just truck driver, short order cook, chicken farmer, mm-hmm. college professor, TV art director, as some of them. I have a soda jerk.
1: Mm. I bet kids don't know what to say. Kids these days. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we did
0: a lot of things before he fell into the aardvark.
1: Right, but he kept getting fired from all these things. And they're like, funny. Like, I wasn't a good truck driver because I kept getting lost. <laughs> um, I wasn't a good TV art director because I think he was just, like, too much of a free thinker. Um, but, so about, uh, let me do some quick math. Seven years After he graduated from the Cleveland Art
0: Institute is when he published his first book. Yes. And did you see where he got the idea for Arthur? Did you come across that? (sighs) Yes. I just had to process. That's okay. (laughs) My brain was like... (laughs) Why don't you do it because you're better? Well, it just said that it really was just a fluke accident, like so many good things in life, right? The idea came to him one night when he was telling a bedtime story Mm -hmm. to his son because he said he often told stories about animals, and one night he picked an aardvark. And soon after, Arthur became a real thing. Yeah. So his first book was called Arthur's Nose, and it was published in 1976. And then the second book
1: was called Author. Oh gosh, I cannot, I cannot say Arthur and author. <laughs> well, they are very close. Arthur's eyes, wasn't it? I, I mean, I, I think that was pretty soon on. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I've never read Arthur's eyes. Mm-hmm. Have you? I think so. <laughs> like, of course, I. Have. Well, there's like a whole bunch of books. I can't keep them all straight. Um, yes, there is more than thirty
0: Arthur and D.W. books. Well, I have down that. He's written and illustrated almost a hundred different things related to Arthur. Wow. Because, I mean, it's not just the picture books, but there's also, like, um, now chapter books. Yeah, I didn't know there were chapter books now. Because
1: Charlotte's really into chapter books now, and now we can transition into those.
0: That would be a great transition for her at this stage. Yeah.
1: Um, So it just so happens that he um, was telling that first story or the first idea of Arthur um, to his first child, one of three. His first son is Tolan. Then there's Tucker and Eliza. Right. Um, So we had three children. It really seems like like some of these
0: authors we do, like they have a
1: crazy history. Mm -hmm. But like he just seems like a normal life.
0: Right. And of course, we have to mention that his kids' names are hidden in all of the Arthur I did books, not know that. and so it's. If you didn't know that, you want to make sure that you tell your students that or your kids that because they're hidden in the illustration somewhere in every Arthur picture book. Is and it so in every picture? No, 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 every book. Oh man! So they're in there in every book. One. Who's time. that guy
1: that wears the funny stripes? Need to find him. Waldo.
0: Waldo. Oh, I'm so yeah, excited. so it's kind of like that. Yeah. Hmm. Tolan, Tucker, and Eliza.
1: Did I read right that it's also in the TV shows?
0: Oh, I, I'm not sure about that, it but I wouldn't be, be surprised. It would be. So many of the characters in the Arthur series are actually based on people from Mark Brown's own third grade so, class yeah. and yeah. his life. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so Mr. Ratburn
1: was based on the meanest algebra teacher. Ever, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, grandma Thora is yep. his real grandma. Buster was a childhood best friend, which I think is funny because the article I was reading was, like, saying, like, his childhood best friend, Terry Johnson. <laughs> Hello, Terry Johnson. Are you out there? Um, Sue Ellen was his childhood crush, and then he, like, cites her also, which I just think is funny. <laughs> and yeah. who can remember their childhood crush? Like, yeah. do you remember your childhood crush's name? Oh. I mean, probably
0: you don't. The first and last name? Yeah, it's a big deal, isn't it? Well, evidently. She didn't have a crush until Jay Hess. Oh,
1: gosh. (laughs) Um,
0: No, I did, but I don't remember their last name.
1: (laughs) DW and Francine um, were based on his three sisters Bonnie, Colleen, and Kimberly. And Muffy is based on his sister Bonnie, her best friend when she was a child.
0: Yeah, so that's great because that. he just pulls a lot of things from his
1: past. Yeah, and he says that he even likes to go into like elementary schools and just watch and listen, and inspiration will slowly come to him just by watching kids,
0: which is exactly why Arthur is so popular. Yes, because it's so relatable for kids around that, that age. And it's
1: it's like real life, real time. I was telling Sandy, I cannot, I cannot remember what. I couldn't find anything on it, but me and the kids were watching Arthur, oh, probably like six months ago, and there is a character on there that's on the spectrum somewhere. The the, the child, it wasn't a child, it was a, who knows what type of animal it was, Mm -hmm. but um, the character had Asperger's, and they never come out and say it, but I was like, Jay was making dinner or something, and I was like, Jay, that character has Asperger's, and like it was very evident as it went through, but... I like it because my kids can relate real life, Mm -hmm. someone in their class that's just a tad different than what they're used to,
0: to, you know...
1: And then Arthur. the same
0: problems and the yeah. same things between boys fights about the kids and the boys and girls and the family and yeah mm-hmm. everything. I love it. So of course, Arthur then Arthur became <laughs> a popular PBS cartoon series. I have a whole paragraph about that. Well, you just go for it. Okay. So its target
1: age is four to eight or middle aged woman. <laughs> We all like it. Um, the goal was to foster an interest in reading and writing and to encourage encourage positive social skills, which I totally, like, think. Yes. And he even said that, um, well, I didn't talk to him personally, but the article said <laughs> that he had been offered a bunch of different TV shows, and he kept turning them down until PBS said, PBS kids said, no, 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 we want to, you know, Focus on reading and writing and encouraging these things and social skills and all that. And then he agreed. Like it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it premiered as one of the first ongoing animated programs based on a book series. And it premiered in 1996. And then in 1997, it made history when the show became the first daily program. Are you ready for this? Did you read this? No, this is news. To be described for viewers who are blind or visually impaired. So it's written if you are blind or visually impaired. Now, the next time I watch Arthur, I am Mm -hmm. gonna really listen how they set up the stories. Why I like it is because just the language they use, it reminds me of someone reading to me. Mm -hmm. But I am actually going to think like, okay, so when I'm making dinner next time and Arthur's on, I'm not going to stop making dinner and watch Arthur. I'm going to keep making dinner <laughs> and, just, and listen. just listen and uh-huh. see. Isn't that odd? I didn't know any shows did that. That's very interesting. Did you know any shows did that? I've
0: never really thought about that before.
1: Yeah, Me neither. Well, that's great. I know. Um, in 2002, TV Guide ranked um, Arthur um, on a list of 50 greatest cartoon characters of all time. They made 26, which I'm like, who beat them? 26? 25? Like like Scooby-Doo probably beat them. Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And then, um, let's see, Um, the production happens in Boston, and the animation happens in Montreal.
0: How about that? And I think the show has won Emmys.
1: and Yes, it definitely yeah. has. Mm-hmm. Um, creative, creative producer of the Emmy Award winning author PBS television series. Yes. And mm-hmm. then um, all the characters are played by real life children. Not any other type of children.
0: Not
1: adults playing their voices. Right. But that means that Arthur, he has had three different actors. Oh, that's neat though. I know. But that like now that I know, I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. Like looking for it. Some other show my children has watched changed voices. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, it happens. Oh no, they can't grow up. So um, I really like the books, but some shows are just comforting, and that's one that like. Oh
0: yeah, they're great to watch. The, to me, that's your quintessential come home from school, watch yes.
1: this show, unwind. Yes, Charlotte can have a piece of square cheese. That's <laughs> the ugly truth behind my family. <laughs>
0: She eats square cheese. So um, I, I like the fact that Mark Brown credits Fred Rogers yeah. for setting the standard on how to use TV in ways that are helpful for kids and families. Yeah, like he
1: is the cur- he
0: is not the current
1: Fred Rogers, but he has taken it further. You know? So
0: shout out to one of our very first episodes on Fred Rogers. If you want to learn more about him, go back and listen to that one.
1: That one was so good. And then we did an interview with Hedda. Good memory. Yeah. And she was one of his BFFs, and she worked with him. Those are good ones. Yeah. Go so backwards, people.
0: Yep. All right. Well, I'm glad you like the show so much. <laughs> it's a good one.
1: <laughs> I like all... It really is just just good quality stuff. It is. Um, He said it typically takes about a year from start mm-hmm. to finish to get through, to get with something <laughs> published, which is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, I think... Is it... You're talking about the books, not the TV show. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. He said, from starting with the idea to writing the story, doing the artwork and everything, it does take about a year.
1: This is a quote from him that's pretty good. It says, My ideas have to germinate a long time before they come together in a book. I depend on drawers full of scraps of stories, bits of dialogue, quick drawings, titles, and concepts. At any one time, there are probably 100 ideas in the drawer. Not all of them are good. Sometimes just one small part of a drawing, one line of a vignette is usable. That's good. That's like, you know,
0: like I I think that's how people like really write. Oh, I think it is too. Mm -hmm. Yes, (laughs) I do. Um, Let's talk about right now. He lives at Pilot Hill Farm on Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. He lives in a house that was built in 1735. I didn't know that. And it is one of the oldest houses on the island. Hmm. Huh. His studio is in the old sheep barn next door, which they turn into a garage. Sheep or sheet? Sheep. Huh. And that he said that he gets most of his work done here throughout the year because his studio is in the upstairs part of the garage. That's nice. They also like to live in New York City in the winter time, though.
1: Ooh, la, la. Yeah. How about that? Mm-hmm. All right. He is married to Lori Cransey Brown. And they have written some books together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an illustrator, a- author, and I think I saw like psychologist or something, but I didn't write it down.
0: Yeah, I didn't write it down either, but yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. She has an uh, interesting background. Yeah. And then um, one child still lives with them. Who
1: would it be? Eliza. the Probably, yeah. The yeah. youngest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just weird because like his life was like... Pretty normal.
0: I like it. Now, did you have any information on inviting Mark Brown to like visit your school or something like that? No. Okay, so if you look on his like personal website, um, you can invite Mark Brown to your school, and this is really interesting. You, They offer his books at 50% off the price. Really? And what it says is that then, so if your school chooses to sell the books at full price, it's like a profit. Fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a fundraiser. Or you can just pass along the savings to the I people coming. I did not coming. know that. Yeah. And if you have any books that don't sell, you just return them. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. But that's only if he comes to your school, right? If he comes and then he does a book signing. That's but so cool. But this is interesting. It the website encourages you to like partner with other schools in your community mm-hmm. so that you work together and he could do like a multi visit where he visits several schools in your area. That's so cool. Like with across a couple of days, and so I think that would probably make it more affordable for everybody mm-hmm. if you worked together. Um, I just thought that was a great idea. You've seen him live in person, haven't you? I have seen him live in person. I have too.
1: But I saw him at a bookstore. I saw him at a library. Yeah. So I haven't seen him in a school. Yeah. He did book okay, signing, but um, both of my kids were really young, and they were totally over it by the time he was done talking. Although he was very entertaining to Jay and I. Mm-hmm. We thought he was very interesting.
0: I saw him when he released Wild About Books, and I was pregnant with my very first child, but nobody knew it yet. And so I told Mark Brown, and he signed our book to Baby Bean. Oh, and before this, I was like, did your husband know you were pregnant <laughs> or just Mark Brown? And I have an awesome picture that he posed for. Yeah. It makes me so happy, and I look so young. She looks so Because young. it was like in one of my first years of teaching, but it's a treasure. Yeah, it's sweet. It is. Uh, but if he comes for a visit, he typically does a three-hour visit that includes his presentation plus him signing books. And I thought this was interesting because he said, "I have a fun PowerPoint that shows kids all about like my studio, my family, that kind of Seen thing." It. it is fun. And then he said, "I also include two books that I like, so all the kids can hear and see the pictures." And then. Um, he said he also likes to have an easel pad where he could actually draw on the spot with kids. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so that it can almost be, like, catered and go with the flow. Does it say on there how much it is? It doesn't, but it does say, contact Mark directly at, and then it gives, what? like, a, uh, an email address. There's no way. I didn't think so either, but if that's what it says on the site. Hmm. Look in the show notes for the link. Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. Nice.
0: Um. So... Mark says that he actually thinks of himself more as an illustrator than an author. Really? Even though he's, you know, done both together Mm -hmm. on a lot of his books. He claimed that 35 years ago, he started his Arthur adventure. And so, like I said, he's written almost 100 things that have to do with Arthur. Mm -hmm. So now he's decided to refocus his work on just his illustrating Mm And so he's very excited about a lot of new projects that he's working on for the future, and he has a lot of ideas and a lot of things that are in the works.
1: I know that one of his son, one of his sons, works on the TV show with him because evidently Mark and I think it's Tolan or Tucker, one of the boys, mm-hmm. um, like they look at the storyboard for each cartoon that's coming out. Which, like,
0: man, that's you know, sounds like, like they've kept creative a lot of creative, creative, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so does that mean he's going to stop? Well, things? it didn't really say he was going to stop, but I think he was just trying to make a disclaimer saying like, "Hey, I am I'm going to just focus on something else for a while." Hmm. Um, which I can respect and I know um his uh, like authentic art pieces are on display at a museum hmm. and you can purchase them and I love yeah. his books, Do you know? And this might sound bad and you
1: might not do this because you're like a really literacy person. But there are some books that your kids have and you keep and you're like, I'm going to keep these for my grandchildren. I'm going to keep these forever. And there's some books you're like, garage sale, 10 sure. cents. I think all the Arthur books are, I'm going to keep these to keep reading them like to my that. kids. You know what I mean? Because it is current issues,
0: but they're also lifelong issues. You know, but. Right. Well, they're going to stand the test of time. Yeah. I think. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're already 35 years old.
1: I'm mean, yeah. think about it. <laughs> I read something, and, um, you know, it was like, a kid asks a question, and Mark answers. And one of them was, is, is Arthur ever going to go to college? And he was like, no. He's never going to take the SAT. He's always going to remain. How old is he? Eight? Third grade, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I was like, thank you.
1: Yeah, that's I, great. I personally need for him to be eight, even when my children pass that age. I agreed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, one of my favorites, so hopefully you like Arthur, too. Yeah. And uh, look into... Mark Brown himself is an individual a little bit more. He's an interesting guy. He is really cool. I like doing uh, authors Mm -hmm. and illustrators. I agree. So if you have one that you'd like us to cover Mm -hmm. that we haven't thought about yet, please make sure you let us know.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: For more information, including show notes, visit us at theappleslice.info.